Hello and welcome to Valhalla's Mead Hall, the only podcast that takes place in the Vikings afterlife. <laughs> Joining me as always is professional pillager Trom Bjornsson. Across from me is the ever-pillaging yet somewhat poetic Bjorn Olafsson. To my left is the thrice-rated but never-pillaged Olaf Josefsson. And then as always, I'm Josef Tromsson. And now it's time for the only bi-weekly pillage report that matters. It's the Olaf's oral report. Hey guys, I played it a little quiet. Did all of did all of our names end with son? Yeah. Uh they all ended with son and I don't know if you know like you're Pretty much your last name in like Norse was your father's first name plus son, like, mm. or like if you're I don't know like the female one, so you were Trom Bjornsson, and then Matt was Bjorn Olafsson. Oh. Justin was Olaf Josefsson, and I was Josef Tromsson. So. so it was a link. You were, you're my dad. And you're also. My <laughs> Uh, I, I like the continuity in that every single one of these intros, you always it, do Justin's with thrice something, but never. Yeah, and you're always something, but somewhat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm professional something. So we're going to kick Jubby off with just a quick rundown of the NFL honors. Yes. That happened. Oh, I thought we already told everybody. We missed it. You didn't. You were wrong. Uh-uh. You're right about one thing. MV Pat. MV yep. Pat. You're right about that. Yeah, uh, that was the easy one. Yeah, but some some of these were actually pretty easy in general. Uh, I'm gonna run through the list of winners. First, we have Rookie of the Year going to Saquon Barkley. Who's surprised? Hosed. No hosed. way. Hosed. Not hosed. I didn't know about this being an award. I just copy pasted a bunch of shit. Uh, the FedEx Aaron Ground Players of the Year. <laughs> it's it's Pat Mahomes and Saquon Barkley. Those are those are awards that get handed out weekly, right. and it's probably just whoever got the most. Oh, there. okay, I see. Uh, Defense player of the year was Aaron Donald. Nobody is surprised by that either. No. Apparently, there was only like a couple votes casted for Khalil Mack, and then the rest of them went to Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. So yeah. nobody's surprised. He almost beat that fucking sack record. He's gonna get it. A couple votes were probably from the Bears. Yeah, Khalil Mack himself. <laughs> voted and they were like damn that's Khalil Mack his vote counts for like five jeez the salute to service award presented by the USAA was given to Atlanta Falcons guard Ben Garland yay salute I don't know what the fuck I guess he saluted some service man yeah you no know, didn't you like do something to help the army yeah it's like you you volunteer for like uh either you volunteer or like you do something involving the military yeah I'm not sure thanks for not kneeling <laughs> pretty much Offensive Player of the Year and MVP went to one Patty Mahomes. MVP, MVP, Which, by the way, was one of the combinations we said it was going to happen. Game Changer Award was given to Seattle Seahawks linebacker Shaquem Griffin, who is the one-hand boy. Yes, which is cool. He's His very speech good. was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. He's really, really good, too. Mm-hmm. His so speech was cool. Lit. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year went to Darius Leonard, which... You also let, didn't surprise me much. Tackles. As a rookie, you're going to get it. I was close, man. My, my like boy. F- not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I was, man, I was, I'm like kind of mad. I was so close, man. 
my boy Derwin James. Mm-hmm. He was like he was in the running until like the last couple weeks, and Leonard just like took off. Mm-hmm. I was mad. All right, so we got Hall of Fame class of 2019, which makes Matt very happy. We got Champ Bailey, Pat Bowen, Gil Brandt, Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez, Ty Law, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Mawe, Ed Reed, and Johnny Robinson. Dude, there was yeah, okay. Ed Reed. I, Ed Reed. Did you see the thing they were talking about on Twitter where like yes. the way he what he did to Peyton Manning? Okay. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay. So it, early on in one of his seasons, he purposely made a bad read multiple times, knowing that weeks later, when he faced Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning would see it on film and make a read. So then Ed Reed reversed, went the other way, and got an interception on a play. And even look. They even look at the ball. They even look at the receiver. He just knew where it was going to be, and then ran there and picked it. What the fuck? <laughs> Man, it was amazing. Belichick and Brady, it was, the video was of them watching it, and Belichick and Brady were like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. He intentionally ran a coverage wrong so that we – maybe that's why the Patriots do what they do. It was like, what, 10 weeks later? Maybe that's what, maybe the Patriots, the way they do things, was just inspired by Ed Reed. The Patriots were like, you know what? Let's just suck. At something for ten weeks, like defense. <laughs> well, not then, well. They, I mean, they do parts of that. I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl in general, they, they completely changed their tendencies. They played like a different team. Their defensive schemes were the exact opposite that they've ran all season. I will. We'll get to that. But. Yeah. Well, something that's really ironic, by the way, um, the built for tough offensive line of the year went to the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> They were, Woo! they were big oof it, it, until <laughs> until a couple nights until uh, last night at the time of this recording they were the best offensive line of football. Goff had clean pockets all year until he didn't. Yeah. Whew. It just seems ironic now. <laughs> Moment of the year was Aaron Rodgers' comeback against the Bears in Week One, aka the only cool thing Aaron Rodgers did all year. Well, how is that the moment of the? Why wouldn't Drew Brees' record be the moment? Why is he always that's getting why, snubbed? That's why I thought. I, I don't know, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that would be the moment too. I wanted it to be the moment. Yeah, it's probably like a, like a thing that only happened this season, and that's like a career thing. You know, that's that's just like, like a one in a lifetime type thing. You know? it's, it, that's no big deal. It's not like this. It didn't just happen this season. You know, <laughs> it was over a span of like. You know all of these amazing years, so that doesn't it doesn't really care if it's only just these amazing years that happen. It's just it w- it wasn't in this season, you know. Right, but it was expected to happen. You know, people were like, "Oh, when he's gonna break the record? Oh, he broke it. Okay, cool." I'm being facetious. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> we all cry. Well, Corey cried. I'm being no. I almost cried. Okay, when I, was... I watched it live. Like weird thing. Weird thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dip so out for bad. A bit in about ten minutes. Oh, that that hurt. Huh? I'm gonna dip out for a bit in about ten minutes. Why? Weird. I had to go. I had to go get my girlfriend. Yikes! It's raining. Yikes! Anyway, tell her to buy an umbrella. <laughs> she she does work at a store that sells umbrellas. <laughs> there you go. The Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award went to Drew Brees. There you got something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you losing this game. You weren't supposed to. Thanks. And then being a good sport about it. And being a good sport about it, yeah. He was like, I was going to ask you about that. Well, like, he didn't. He, Drew, he, Drew Brees' quote was like, be. yeah, Drew, yeah. Drew Brees was like, nope, we got to move on. You guys got to move on. got to stop looking. Well, it's because he's living vicariously through Michael Thomas tweets. I don't, <laughs> How do you feel about Drew Brees' comments? I don't know. I, don't, I just don't, I don't know how you don't go, like, 
after these two years, how you don't you either like don't win a game next year or you don't lose a game next year after all this shit that's happened to you mm-hmm. the last two years. Okay, uh, comeback player of the year went to Andrew Luck. Nobody's surprised. No. Nope. Assistant coach of the year went to Fick Fangio. Not I surprised. 100% agree. Yeah, no, we were talking about that shit. Clutch performance play of the year went to the Miami Miracle. Also not surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Deacon Jones Award went to Aaron Donald. Shocked. The touchdown celebration of the year was Seahawks. I forget which which celebration that was. The one that they they had that choreographed thing. There were a lot. There were a lot of really good ones they did. Yeah, yeah the Seahawks were good at celebrating. Too bad they didn't. So were the Bears. Fuck the Bears. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't care about the high school coach of the year. Unstoppable Fuck, performance of the year. Jared Goff probably against the Vikings. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, coach of the year was Matt Nagy. I predicted that. Yeah. And then Walter Payton Man of the Year award was given to Chris Long from the Eagles. Who's a he's a good boy. Good boy. He good, does good, good stuff. Boy. Good, very good boy. Good, very good stuff. When he changed his name to Air Canada or whatever, and told the person to stop bitching about the or quit crying about the way the flight was. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Yeah. So one probably final Coach Watch 2018 update. Um, does it twenty eighteen again? No, it's fine. February, Justin. Get your shit together. Do no. it again. All right, Coach Watch twenty nineteen update. The Dolphins, <laughs> since since you know the Super Bowl's over and they're freed up now, the Dolphins hired uh, Patriots Brian F- Brian Flores. That's cool. Brian Flores called a good Super Bowl, and now he'll lose to Bill Belichick for a few years. Hell yeah, you will. Bill Belichick, because first it's Miami, so they always win one against. Oh yeah, that's right. Belichick always loses to his old coaches anyway, so Miami's gonna be undefeated against (laughs) New England for the foreseeable. They are new. Miami's gonna go two and fourteen next year. Their only (laughs) two two wins are gonna be be against the Patriots. And then Zach Taylor. Rams quarterback coach mm-hmm. named Bengals head coach, which these are, by the way, both hires that we kind of already knew about yeah. before it happened. We kept just waiting for the uh, Super Bowl to be over. So we had New Orleans. In New Orleans, there was a gigantic protest. This is something I, I want to talk about. The gigantic protest against the Super Bowl, which we kind of knew it was coming. Dude, uh, but uh, it was huge. Did you see the ratings for just from New Orleans for that game? Yeah, it was like... It was like a 20-something. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Like, they did a good job boycotting that fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, that's and probably a lot of money. Newspaper cover the next day. I'm sure you've seen it. No. Nope. Oh really? It, it, it's in. It's basically like a big blank. Because normally, like all newspapers, the day after Super Bowl, big cover page about the Super Bowl champions. It's a gigantic blank page that says nothing happened, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it, it's. Oh it, my god. Yeah. Yeah. There was there were crowds just flooded in the fucking streets. During the Super Bowl, it was insane. There's a lot of uh, a lot of talk going around about Julian Edelman getting the getting the uh, MVP. Why Super Bowl? He deserved it. Yeah, and people are like, "Why should we give him the MVP it if he was suspended for PEDs?" Could have gone to Gilmore. It also, also could have gone stuff on Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. there's probably only two people I would give it to. You wouldn't give it to Johnny Hecker. I mean, he did break a record. He did make the longest punt in Super Bowl history. I loved how excited. I did kind of want them to win. When when the game was three three for you know what felt like an eternity, 
I did I did kind of want the Rams to just win six to three and like at that point you gotta give it to a kicker. You gotta give it to a kicker. They were uh, like they were uh, one not Brandon Cooks drop pass and some kind of other points on the board away from winning the Super Bowl. Well, Brady would have had four minutes to go down and score. Right. I mean, he would have. Because the, the – I mean, let's talk about the game. But the uh, – Let's just – we might as well just talk about the game yeah, if you don't have it. anything else. All the, all the rest of the news is about the game. Yeah. So, like, nothing else has happened. <laughs> right. So let's just talk about the game. Let's start talking about the game. I'll be right back, though. Goodbye. We're going to talk about everything, and then when you come back, we're going to end the episode. Oh, real quick. Real quick. Uh, yeah, so they said that uh, Julian Edelman – I was like, maybe you shouldn't get it because he was suspended for PEDs. Was he on PEDs during that game? I mean, we don't know. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you want him to go prove it, and then he's not, shut the fuck up. I want to know what what PEDs did he get caught? What 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 uh PEDs did he get caught with? Um, the Brady water. <laughs> From like, did, did, did they say? The extra lubricated water. Cause like I I don't like I know it was like. Like a PED thing, but like, there's so many things that be classified as PEDs for I don't the NFL. Know what That's he, why I don't it's know what like, for. I, I don't, if it if it was like legit like steroids or some shit, he would have been suspended a lot more than four games. I know it was coming off. I mean, he was coming back from his ACL injury, right? So I'm sure it was probably something he was just taking to, like, in enha- not enhance, but like further the recovery process. That the NFL just flagged, and they yeah, were like, "Nope, why, can't have that." That's why I'm like, I get like some people are like, "Oh, PD, PD." You don't even know what the PD was. That's why it just NFL sucks that shit. Although I am on the bandwagon. Some of the recency bias, the like Adam Schefter, like, oh, is he in the Hall of Fame? No, not even close. No, he's not. Not even in a million years is Julian Edelman a Hall of Fame wide receiver. No, I'm sorry. I think he's the only wide receiver that's almost uncoverable like he always has a good game like it's at least like seven catches if he's involved in the game plan yeah because sometimes the patriots don't use him yeah well that's part of like their three-dimensional chess and shit sometimes they don't use him but like this game they did he was getting double teamed hit off the line played in zone man everything and he was also just wide open yeah, a he lot would of get, the time. Well, he could he he busted get through open, the coverage. Yeah. Like, he'd get chipped at the line, then double teamed, and then fake out and run to the right and get open. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Tackle, <laughs> I'm just going to be happy that Marcus Peters didn't win a Super Bowl. Man, you're heartless. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck Marcus Peters. You're still mad that he picked off Mahomes on that Monday night game. No, I'm mad he threw his shoe last year and got penalized and is a bad person and doesn't <laughs> tackle. He doesn't tackle at all. Um, no, I, I, uh, I think the whole Edelman thing is like, I mean, in hindsight, like you, I, you know what I found kind of interesting? And this is coming from someone who is a big Brady guy and I can't stand Peyton Manning. So when Peyton Manning was talking, uh, at the podium, you know when they won when he won the Super Bowl before he retired. You know how they showed his stats, and they were like really bad. Mm-hmm. They were he was like 189 yards and two tu- two interceptions. You know, Brady didn't have very good stats, but they didn't show him because they were winning. 
I mean, the Broncos won too. But they showed Peyton's. I think it was because it was how shocking how bad they were. Like, Brady threw an interception at the beginning of the game, but it wasn't even really his fault. And then, like, the rest of that game was just, like, if he didn't throw to Edelman, it was either dropped or batted away. Well, because it was... He had a couple. He had a lot of drops, too. It was... James James White had a bunch of bad drops. Like, there were the drops. And there was a lot of big defense. It's just... Yeah. Tom Brady had the... Like, again, we talked about it before... He's a quarterback gets rid of the ball within two seconds every single time, and he was still getting hit. Mm-hmm. Like, he was actually getting pressure from, like, Aaron Donald and Sue and all that stuff, which no other team had been able to do. So it rattled him a little bit. There was part of the defensive chess between Belichick and Phillips or Flores. I didn't – heads up, I didn't watch the game because I'm part of the New Orleans protest, I guess. Uh, but I thought I saw something on the – news this morning that Chris Hogan's the second player with 200 yard uh, Super Bowl games. No, he didn't have. A, he didn't have 100 yards. No, he only he only had a few targets. They, whoever said that about Hogan was probably talking about Edelman. I don't think he had 100 yards. No, it certainly didn't feel. If he had 100 yards, that was the quietest 100 yards. Yeah, because Edelman had 141 yards. Brady had like 210 yards total. Yeah, and Gron- I know Gronkowski had a couple catches for like 40 some yards. Because Gronk made the biggest catch of the game. He did make the biggest catch of the game. The one that got into the, the – the, he, he made the catch that resulted in the one red zone play that we had the entire game. I mean, that was an amazing – now, that the setup to that play, because, like, listening to Romo talk about it, oh, they're running the same play for the third time. Let's see what happens. Because they did. Belichick did the thing I've, I don't see other coaches ever do. When you have something that works to just keep going back to it, Belichick ran the same play. Three times in a row. But obviously, he, he threw it to three different people. A different read got open, but it was the yeah. same look and same route and same play three times in a row. And then on that third one, Gronk wasn't even that open. That was one. That was the best throw Brady made of the night. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch that throw, it was damn good. Mm-hmm. He just turns on a switch, like, late in the game. He's like, okay, now I really, really, really need to make a play, so let me just do it. Right? Okay, Hogan had six targets. And zero receptions. <laughs> yeah. So whoever said that. It must, they must have been talking about it. Right. It just said the sound wasn't on at work, and it just said at the bottom of the screen it had Chris Hogan. Mm-hmm. It Chris Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> the memes have already started. <laughs> Big boy drove further down the field than the Rams on 58% of their drives. Someone analyzed... How far Big Boy's car went during the halftime show in comparison to the Rams stats? Um, <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's get to. I want to get to that part of it. So, I don't I don't like this. Okay, I, I I was I was talking to a Patriots fan during the game, and obviously the Patriots won thirteen to 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 three, but for the majority of that game, it was three zero and three three. For the vast majority of that football game, right? So, was this... Because I want to ask you guys. Was this an example of one of the negative things that can happen when two teams get two weeks to prepare for each other? No, it's you just, you just I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I'm just saying, like, like paralysis by analysis, almost. 
Like, because the Patriots' offense at the end of the day was not very effective. Like, through essentially three and a half quarters, they only got three points. No, you're, you know, that's like, if that were at all true, you would see it more often. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it was just like a theory that I thought of was like, and again, it wasn't like the Patriots, like, you look at that score, like, oh, 13 to three. And, you know, I originally, I, a lot of people were telling me, like, oh, you, you know, you were predicting a blowout. And I'm like, it wasn't a blowout by the score. But if you take into consideration the fact that the Rams had 58 yards of total offense at one point, and Goff was 5 of 15 at one point in that yep. game, that, was, that wasn't that was a blowout by the – that was just, like, embarrassing. Yeah, and, Like, I mean, Sean couple... McVay – Sean McVay got absolutely punked yeah, in that football game. Outcoached and embarrassed. The yes. The part about that is he's going to remember every single coverage of every single play of every he is. He's good. Yeah, he's going to remember every single play of that yeah, game. Yeah, but does, I, I was posing this to you guys in our group chat last night. Is this the blueprint to beat McVay teams? Yes. Because all he does is run a scheme, and, and he runs – He well, we've talked about it before, even with like with Cooper Cup being out and everything. He, he runs – every person needs to know their role mm-hmm. in a certain specific way, and – if the defense knows what that role is and can counter it with their finesse that you talked about in our group chat last night, you can completely shut it down. You, I know some people, the whole thing, oh, this wasn't a very good Super Bowl to watch because there wasn't a lot of scoring, which is fucking, fuck you. That's objective. Yeah, that that's uh, one. That's, I, that's the worst hot take of the Super Bowl is to say that it was just an absolutely shit show of a game because – now teams couldn't score. I think the di- and, and at- no, the thing because one of the counterpoints to that I see like people like saying to this, I've seen counter arguments such as, well, it wasn't that it was good defense. Both offenses played bad. What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Why do you think the offenses played bad? Do you know why Goff didn't play well? Is because they ran exotic blitz packages. They stole – Belichick stole stuff that the Ravens were doing, the multiple guys on the line swarming, but then dropping people into coverage or playing man or blitzing from one side and then blitzing from another side and coming in different gaps to confuse him and then shut down his first read and his second read. We saw what Goff we, – we basically saw what Goff is if you can shut down his first two reads. He lost his first read, lost his second read. He would try to force a ball, or he would get forced out of the pocket and throw it away because he doesn't have the the baseball wherewithal of Mahomes, Roethlisberger. He doesn't have the pocket presence that a Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and a Brady have to hit that third read or throw someone open. He He's a guy that is extremely talented. He, he's in a higher tier-ish of quarterbacks. It's because he knows his role in McVay's offense, and the moment that role is shaken, and he doesn't have a first read or a second read, you're right. Here's my here's what I learned about the Rams and Sean McVay and Jared Goff from last night. Jared Goff is a little boy riding a bike, and Sean McVay is just really really good training wheels. That's all it is. They literally brought up a point to say that the Rams were purposely staying in the huddle until there were 15 seconds left on the play clock 
so that the Patriots couldn't audible or that Belichick couldn't get audibles into his defense. And they still did. And they were they still just were so but but the kind of thing that I was like, okay, so you have fifteen seconds. I think I brought this up to you before and other people on the like maybe I brought up on the show before. Goff doesn't make reads at the line of scrimmage. Goff gets the play call from Sean McVay. He walks up. They do a whole bunch of motion, and he runs the play. Like, especially if you're getting, if you're getting 15 seconds and you're just getting up to the line of scrimmage, you don't have time to audible out of a play. Right. You don't have time to read a defense in 15 seconds, especially if there's a bunch of people moving around. So, basically, Goff's just going up there and being like, oh, well, this is what – this is our play. This is what Sean told me to do. Uh, also, the – you're not allowed to communicate with the players at 15 seconds on the play clock. Right. And from what, like, I, I didn't read the game, but from what I heard, uh, I think opening up the second half, they started running a little bit of hurry up, and that's when they started, actually started getting something going. Yeah. And then they, I don't know what happened after that. They could they kicked the field goal that tied the game. They kicked the field goal that tied <laughs> the game, and that was the most that they did to adjust. For someone who's supposed who has got all these crazy things and did all these, I don't want to call him smoke and mirrors because McVeigh is actually like normally pretty good at what he does. The, the Matt Nagy is the smoke and mirrors guy. Yeah, okay. McVeigh McVeigh's just very systematic. Yeah, okay. Like, well, he, he's very systematic, but he's all he's smart. We've seen it before. We know what he knows every play formation when they happen, how to attack them, how to attack it and how to change and evolve and adapt. Why didn't he adapt? He They did not change their game plan. They did the same stuff for four quarters. Definition of insanity, expecting different result. I, I just think that it was... I think they were just trying... Again, because that it's just like their system. Like They were just trying to run their offense. But it's kind of like... Like I said, it's like one of those situations where like... McVeigh is a a set of training wheels, and like in that in that instance, and I know you don't want to hear this. You know, I, I was watching the game with my brother, and my brother has absolutely no sympathy for the Saints, just none whatsoever. No, of course, it's your brother. My brother's just like, oh well, you lost, big deal. He's a gigantic hot shit. My brother. <laughs> um. So. He was also mad that the Chiefs... My brother just wanted the Chiefs and the Rams, is what he wanted, again. So did everybody else. Um, Because my brother just hate. My brother hates ever, any professional athlete that's over the age of 36. He just hates them. He just wants them to all go away, because he just likes young players. Too um, bad, buddy. So, and uh, he was, like, like, talking about, like, how bad the Saints were playing, and... I thought about it as I was sitting there. Once that that second half started and Goff was just clearly not Goff looked I don't I don't mean to like insult him. He's a good player. Goff looked like a pansy. Like he looked he was made to look like a bitch. You no, know, we talked like I don't know he if you guys looked, brought this up. He could not handle the what blitz packages what they were and what doing. They were to doing. Him. Like I said, they did, when we they talked t- about this earlier in the year. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember this. We talked about this earlier in the year when, you, when we said, looks like the way to beat the Rams is to take away the run and pressure Jared Goff. 
Jared Goff has been crumbling under pressure all fucking year. Reason being, wonder why that offensive line won that award because they've been so consistent all year. Because so he's just had time. He's just had comfy pockets. So you haven't seen that. But what I was gonna say he was that pressure in, crumbles in, in the most in the most like awful way. I was sitting there. I was thinking to myself. I'm like, this is why the Saints needed to be in this game because if this if this if it was Chiefs versus Saints, if it that been was hella good. You know what I'm saying? If it was just Patriots Saints. Because the, pa- the Saints have a damn good defense, too. So, I'm just sitting I was like, there was absolutely no way that Drew Brees would have played that poorly. Because he knows what to do. Like you said, he knows what to do. There's nothing Belichick could have thrown at Brees that Brees wouldn't have seen already. So, like, at that point, Belichick's, like, tactic, I guess you could say, to win that football game, which was like, I'm just going to throw shit at Goff that he's never seen before. It wouldn't have worked. It would not have worked because Bree's like, I know everything you're trying to do. Like, so in a way, it was just like, it frustrated me that like, wow, like this game would have been completely. And I think that's why a lot of people were kind of bummed that this was the Super Bowl matchup because I heard a lot of people like, dude, the Rams don't have a shot. Like, I literally was talking to a lot of people that were going to like Vegas to bet. Like a lot of people I work, they're like, dude, the Rams don't have a chance. No. Like, they don't have a chance. Belichick like versus young quarterbacks. Yeah, like, Belichick versus young quarterback, Belichick versus young coach. Like Eats him alive, always. And it, but, but specifically, like, and again, we're giving Belichick all the credit. Brian Flores is the one calling the defensive plays. Obviously, Belichick's the one that prepares them and creates the scheme and creates the game plan. Flores is the one calling the plays, and now he's the head coach of Miami. But, like, First, and this is what sucks about it, give credit to Wade Phillips. Oh, yeah. Because, damn. Gave Wade him, Phillips is like, absolutely Gave them amazing. every chance. Like, he gave G- that offense every, every chance. chance. Him every chance. and Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker's, I know they punted a lot, but almost all of them went inside the 20. Yeah. Which is, like, set up. Everything outside the Rams offense did their job in that game. Like, they knew their role. Right. Seriously. And they played amazingly. Donald played his ass off. Sue played his ass off. There was, as much as I was memeing earlier, Peters had a couple amazing plays. Whenever Peters wasn't hit. covering Edelman, he was fantastic. Well, Edelman was just out of control in that game. Well, yeah, every Well, no, hold on. I I was just looking at there there the corner there was a cornerback. Hold on. One second. Let me scroll. But Marcus up Peters it. decided to be like Chiefs Marcus Peters for once. When he was not covering Julian Edelman. Right. You know, well, yeah, he wasn't the one that was assigned on Edelman for most of the game. It was uh, Roby Coleman. They put oh. fucking Roby. Okay. Rams cornerback, Nickel Roby Coleman. I was on top of everything tonight. I knew it was going on. The player he was assigned to cover for most of the game, Julian Edelman. 10 catches, 141 yards. I know you didn't watch the game. <laughs> In the first, what, two possessions the Patriots had? Mm-hmm. You know what happened? Nicole Ricky Rob, Nicole Roby Coleman got called for a helmet to helmet hit. Yeah, I, I, saw, I did hear about that yeah. tweet. Literally, like, like the second series, I was like, whew. I'm like, wow. Like, that's some that's some shit. Like, they had the audacity to be mm-hmm. like, we're flagging you. <laughs> you did a bad th- Oh, man. Like, but anyway. Like, give credit to Wade Phillips. Sue and Donald played their asses off. The whole defense did. Johnny Hecker was incredible. Like, their whole punt coverage team. It was literally, you could actually, every single time the the Rams had, like, a fourth down and short. Dude, did you watch their special teams unit, the Patriots? They were literally, like, 
they they were like waiting for it. They were like, oh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. McVay's gonna do it. They never tried it. But then they well no, they kept getting procedural penalties. They also kept getting true. like false starts and like they had to delay a game on a punt. I also think that they showed their hand a little too early by faking the punt in the championship game instead of the Super Bowl. Probably. I feel like if you if you do a trick play and it works in the championship game, you can't go back to that well in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. No, I but I think everything outside of uh the Rams offense because I mean, yeah, sure, the Patriots were throwing a whole bunch of stuff at the Rams that they haven't seen before, but like you said, like McVay's supposed to be this genius and Goff's supposed to be this talented quarterback. You're telling me you can't figure this out? Like well, you you can't figure out a a a, a an answer to this? And like, the other in the other gigantic thing that we haven't even brought up yet. Todd Gurley. Okay, that's the next thing I was going to ask you guys. Yep. Okay, so remember last when Belichick kind of, I don't want to say outsmarted himself, but he kind of like was too clever for his own good and sat Malcolm Butler and it ruined him. Mm-hmm. You think McVay did the same thing with Gurley? No. I don't know what it was. Because Gurley's not hurt. Gurley's Gurley- not Gurley has been adamant. I am not. No, no, like, no, no. I was Something's not injured. wrong with Todd Gurley. Yeah, but something has to be wrong. You look What's at. What's wrong is he's getting traded. Have you Corey? Looked... All right. Not... How? How Why much... would they trade him? How much have you seen Todd Gurley because on the they... sideline? Because T- CJ Anderson's much cheaper. They have a lot of talent. They have to resign, and he's CJ Anderson's been doing just as well as Todd Gurley. So CJ they... Anderson goes to the UFA this year. Yeah, but they can sign. They'll him. sign him and trade Gurley. That's what Corey's saying. And they'll eat a shit ton of money. For what? For Yeah, for one year. And then next year when they have a whole bunch of people to sign, they have money. I don't know, they, we'll they signed Gurley to like a $15 million year contract. It's all guaranteed. So they're going to be paying him $15 million for the next three years if they trade him. He'll, they'll pay him $15 million next year and then the year after, the other teams will pay it. Well, no, not, not if they guarantee the contract. Then they got to they got to That's like the same You're thing trading with trading the contract to the team. Yeah, yeah. That's well, no, happens. that'd be the same thing. Like the Steelers, if they trade Antonio, still have to pay Antonio Brown this yeah. year twenty two million dollars. Yeah, just, this year. Yeah, yeah, just you one year. Eat it this year, but you're gonna. Oh. You have cap relief the next few years. So Who you're else? Gonna have, you're gonna have. Goff. Goff eventually. Yeah, Goff and look, I think Goff's next year. 2020, Goff, I think. Well, no, Goff is th- this is his fourth year extension. Oh, okay. So you okay. get the you get the four year like Carson's gonna get it. You'll get the four. You'll get four, and then you can have the option. You have the team option for fifth. The team option for fifth, yeah. Okay. Oh well, here's here's the when you're talking about how McVay was doing the uh, huddle thing and not coming out till mm-hmm. late. The reason the way the Patriots counteracted that was they called multiple plays in the huddle and then switched the play on the fly to the right one when they saw what they were lined up when when the headset goes off and it went on on golf. So it was basically just like one of the players on the on the Patriots whoever they like their whoever has their their mic Hightower. it's probably Hightower was just like they called they had two or three plays called and then the second they lined up they were like okay we're doing this now. That's so it's caught. almost like that's how football works cuz that's what you're supposed to do. Like that's the, like my my brother when we were watching the game was just like at the end of the game, when it was over, he was like, "He's like, what do they do that no one else does?" I'm like, "Their job, the fundamentals. They're like their job. That's that's literally not supposed to be a joke. They do their job. Like you're supposed. It's not about like 
the flashiness of it. Like you're literally supposed to be able to do that at on the fly. You are literally supposed to be able to go out there as a player on offense or defense and have three plays in your head and immediately switch to another one. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's what they do. Like, even, they even do the fundamentals offense, better than anybody. Even on offense, apparently they called a play that they never called before. They did things just – they were just It was on the fly. Was they were like, hey, do this. And then they just did it. But, Who are you talking about, the Patriots? Uh-huh. Yeah. On offense. But going, go, sorry about that tangent. Uh, but but going back, back to, to Gurley. Yeah, bring it back to Gurley. Um, have you seen his uh, his sideline routine <sighs> outside of the last two games he's played? His sideline routine? What yeah. are you talking about? What he does on the sideline. Like it's before, not, uh, before a game? It's not uh, sitting on a bike, working out the whole fucking time, stre- stretching that good old knee of his the whole fucking time. You think there's something wrong with he his He stood knee? on the... I never saw him working on it, but he stood on the sideline the entire time with his helmet on. Mm, he was no, off he on was the on, side yeah, a couple times. He was on a bike. I never saw him on a or bike. He was on I the watched the entire game. Off, I never saw him on a bike. he was off to the side and, uh, like, coaching C.J. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I, all I know is I watched the entire game, and not once did I see Todd Gurley sitting on a stationary bike. There's got to be something wrong with him. They just said... They just said there was nothing wrong with them, and they'd have no reason to say that there was anything wrong with them if after the season's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even if you're going to trade him, why would you absolutely give absolutely your... adamant he wasn't hurt? They said no, we're we're everything's going to be fine. We're just going to split the carries. But even then after the Super Bowl, he was like, "There's nothing the issue with Gurley." There was a fucking scheme problem. Why not one play was he deliver a pass? I he caught a screen. That's what I'm saying. And immediately got I, killed. I feel like McVeigh like. Thought he was too clever for his own good, and thought to himself, "I want to, I want to use both my backs. I don't want to just throw Gurley out there the entire time." Or their I mean, offense was at its most dynamic when Gurley played. I I know C.J. Anderson had a couple good games towards the end of the season, but be- he didn't do what Gurley did. It's because it, like they He's had catch th- passes like it's because they does. had that one game against Dallas where they both had a hundred yards rushing, and like. I think McVeigh at that moment was just like, oh, hell, I could just use both of these guys. I don't have to be a... I mean, CJ Anderson had a couple good runs in that game, but like... There were a couple, yeah. And then Gurley had a couple. Gurley had that one nice, long, like, 19-yard run. Uh Uh-huh. But then right after that, he got, like, a one-yard run. Because that's what the... I mean, like... He was not once lined up to catch a pass. He was lined up for a screen. Because he's probably too busy picking up screens or blitzes. That's probably why. They probably just were just like, we, you got to be in there and block because apparently our offensive line that won an award can't stop Adrian Claiborne and Danny Shelton, who was a cast-off from Cleveland. Oh, and, man, who's that other? Uh, and, Van Noy? Yeah, and Van Noy. Like, hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, hoo-hoo. Flustered like, him. Like, oh, man, like he this great offensive line just can't. Hold up. The only thing you could do to explain it is that their defensive scheme made the made them just collapse on themselves. And, Gilmore, and uh, Gilmore did a good job defending Cooks. He did a great job. Like, Yeah, he did an excellent job. I mean, like, I was making jokes about Brandon Cooks not being able to catch that pass. His, his hand, like, touched the ball. I, I – well, getting to that play, and I, do, I, I know this is just going to sound like I'm just dumping this all on Goff. I, I really am dumping Goff. That was a good throw. Like for no, no, no. I'm talking about like the reason why the Rams lost that game. Oh yeah, hundred. I'm dumping a lot of it. On, like, are you kidding me, dude? You've been in the league for three years. Like, you can't. You you get pressured and you get blitzed and you just completely just. F- 
fold. What's happening earlier in the year? Under pressure. Like, my God, kid. Like, get take the training wheels off, for God's sakes. Like, oh, no, you don't have a running game. Win the game yourself. Throw the ball. You have Cooks and Robert Woods as your receivers, for God's sakes. Like, you're supposed to have this great offensive line. Like, and no, he's just he's just absolutely just crapping himself. Yeah, because the offensive line is folding. Because the fucking, I don't know who the fucking center is, but he can't figure out what the blitzes are. He can't call the blitzes. Oh, I don't, I don't know who their center's, what yeah, their center's name is. Because they don't spend any money. They spend all, all these skill players. They don't do anything. They got all these defensive players and everything. They don't do anything to try to protect the quarterback. Well, I mean, Whitworth's good. Whitworth's but, like 34. Yeah. But they, I mean, apparently their offensive the quarterback line was supposed had to, to be great. Been, they were protecting well until this game. I think it was basically just like this situation where, like, I guess a lot of teams over the course of the year were just like, and t- in, in our group chat, I mentioned it. Like, the Patriots were just like, do what the Bears did. And Tony brought it up. He's like, teams, teams fell into this trap of like trying to play the Rams side to side. No, just go right at them. They want to run the ball at you. They want to. They want to do play action because play action is. We'll say it's easy, but like it's easy. Mm. Well, it's easy when you have a great running game. Yeah, it's easy because because pe- people are wide open. You have fucking Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. So on your like, team. oh no, Jared Goff's got to throw a ball, like into zone coverage, and he's got five people coming at him, and there's you know deep. We you know what, but anyway, um, like the Bears just the and like I said, the Bears don't do a lot of exotic stuff. The Bears just kind of come at you with their base formation, and they did the exact same thing. That's because their line is just all talent. Well, their whole defense is talent. Right. But, like, they just came right at the Rams. That's what the Saints did for the first half in the first game they played and for the second time they played. Like, you just go – the way you beat a finesse team is you just you punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. And the Rams are a finesse team, and they just got punched square in the nose. And Jared Goff didn't know how to react. Well, I was going to say about the throw, and, again, this is putting more on Jared Goff. Dude, Brandon Cooks is open for, like, a full four seconds. Right. You're telling me he couldn't have thrown that ball a little faster? A little faster. Before McCourty got there to knock it down? Exactly. Like, Brandon Cooks is is standing still in the end zone. Like, he's open off the break. Like, you tell me you don't see that? Like, he hesitates, and he waits until he knows. He's like, okay, now he's – I'm going to wait until he's – Really open. No, dude, throw. He's standing in the end zone. <laughs> like, Devin McCourt. Was it? I don't know if it was Devin or. No, it was the other one. The other Jason. McC- Jason, Jason McCourty. McCourty. Yeah. Dude, Jason McCourty gets there like the second the ball gets there. If 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 Jared Goff throws that ball a second sooner, a half a second sooner, it's a touchdown. And that game is completely different. But he hesitates because he just could not handle the what the Patriots were doing to him. And I think that yeah, is just such his, an indictment. Even on his interception that we talked cost about the it. game, he underthrew the – If he – he – I don't remember if he stepped into that throw or not, but either way, all he needed to do was put a little bit more on that ball and his receiver – Cooks was open again. Yeah. Underthrew him. That's why Gilmore got the interception. These, these fat ball boys know a little something-something. We talked about it, this earlier in the year. That, just make Jared Grop just, – just pressure him. Just hit him. Okay, well, you can you can say that about anybody. It's diff- it's different for or if you hit a quarterback, yeah, that's the way you beat them. It's it's more about no, like No, that's not true. That that is it's true. Not, I'm talking about pressure. Not just like Well, I mean, yeah, okay. He, if you if you're, if he you're has saying a mistake, that he has a problem of crumbling hard under pressure. We noticed that in the Bears game, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, in the Bears game, he was just getting blasted. Right. 
But that, that could be any yeah. quarterback. Right. But pressure, just being able to deal with, like, people moving around you and having to – like what Matt said, having to progress through your reads. He doesn't J- – Goff just doesn't have that – that free – Goff is not able to freelance. And I think that's what the Patriots – I think that was what the Patriots thing was. was like, this kid cannot freelance. He's not Mahomes. He's not Roethlisberger. He's not – because the Patriots kind of did the same thing to the Chiefs. In the first half of their game, but then Mahomes but, just but because Mahomes could just free ball and just be like, I could just make shit up. The Patriots can't defend that, right? Like the Patriots can't defend when you make things up. Most teams can't, right? Shit. That's what makes them so good. That's what made Rodgers so good for so long, right? Exactly. Like, but because Goff can't do that because he's in such a little like he's in McVay's box. He's in McVay's box. Like it was, it was a genius. If that was what they saw, they were like, oh, my God. Like, this kid, once he gets past, like you said, once he gets past that second read, he doesn't know what to do. And he just starts sailing passes. He starts panicking. He starts throwing the ball at the end. The happy feet not stepping into his throws. Happy feet, yeah. Like, he starts hesitating. Every time you get him to roll outside the pocket, he takes his eyes off the downfield and throws the ball away. Yeah. Which, and, and you know, I don't know. Like, I just think I, – I, I don't want to dislike Goff. I, I don't think but, he's a bad quarterback. But no, he's not a bad quarterback. He can make oh, some great throws. He's 100% exposed as a system quarterback. Absolutely, 100%. Like, he got very, very exposed. Like, and, you know, and we just got to talk about, like, the Rams' defense just played their asses off. It and was like, so impressive. The special teams played their asses off. I, like, I honestly truly enjoyed this football game because of that. Because you had you had two defenses that were just completely amazing. Every play had more weight to it. I, I compared it to when you're watching a baseball game and you're watching a great pitching duel and you start getting in into like the eighth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, it's still zero zero. Every pitch you, you feel like this heartbeat. Everyone yeah. you don't that's every snap of the ball. The first quarter, second quarter, you get into the third quarter, the fourth quarter starts, it's still 3-3. Every snap starts to matter that much more because one play, defense has been holding all game. One play. And what happens? Patriots got that one play that played a Gronk, the most exciting play of the game. Yeah. And I loved it. I like. I was at work watching the game. I had everything done beforehand. Don't, don't worry about it. Go um, ahead. <laughs> I don't even care if you didn't. It's football. Whatever. Yeah. I, I was – Jumping up and down at that play, I was like, oh shit! I was freaking out too. It's I watched it with my family, and they were like, "This game is boring." I'm like, "You're all fucking stupid." Objective. Very objective. I do think that us, I do think defensive games are good, but like, there's a difference between. You said it earlier. How people were saying. Uh, there's a different like people trying to say, oh well, it's not like the defenses were playing good, the offenses played poorly. I think that's true for the Rams. Not true for the Patriots. I don't think it's true for the Patriots. No, not at all. I think the Rams' defense was like real, like you were saying, was really giving Tom Brady like fits. Like Brady was playing the same way he was playing all season, where he just had like like it was about three or four like really fucking stupid bad throws. And then the rest of it was the defense. Just really smart. Yeah. Really smart. But, like, the Rams' offense just looked... Abysmal. Just abysmal. Like, it looked... So, I, I guess it was like... Like, a, like the comparison would be, like, a defensive game like the Rams-Bears game. 
was great. Oh, it was amazing. That was a really good football game, but it was low scoring and it was defensive, a lot of turnovers. The Saints Cowboys game on Thursday. That was that was one of the best games all year, just because of how tense it felt. Mm-hmm. The, there's a difference between like watching a team two teams put up really good defensive struggles, which I think the Rams did their part defensively. I just think the Patriots were just taking advantage of an offense that once you like slap them in the face, they just don't know how to react. They crumble. And I got to get in our, and you know what? I got to say this. I know we criticize him sometimes on the street. He gets my boy, our boy. I love him. Colin Cowherd. I like him too, by the way. Two months ago, before anybody else did, was like, no. He's like, this, no, this team's not going to do it. He's like, this team's too finesse. They're too Hollywood. They, they have, they're, they're just not, they're not it. Once you punch them in the face, they don't know how to respond. Mm. They're too scheme reliant, and once that one little bit isn't there, they just can't. They just can't move the football. He's like, now their talent is going to carry them far, and they're going to have a great franchise. And they, Sean McVay is going to be the head coach there forever. And Goff's the franchise quarterback, and they have Gurley for now, according to Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the best player, period, in the NFL, and in, in in Aaron Donald. Yeah. He's the best football player. When you consider – if you don't consider, like, value, oh, quarterbacks are the most important – okay, obviously quarterbacks are the most important position. But when you think about, like, a person who does their job, Aaron Donald does his job better than – there were literally points in that game where they threw three people at him. And he just – And he still managed to, like, move Brady. Yeah, they threw three people at him. Almost every single, ever, almost every single That's pass why he's he played. He's won defensive player in the year two times in a row. Like, yeah, like, like he's insane. He's, like Brady lets go of the ball so fast, and it, even though as fast as Brady was letting go of the ball, Aaron Donald was like a second away from just killing him. Yeah, on almost every single pass. Sue a couple times too. Yeah, because because he he start he start ramping up really hard towards the end. I of mean, this they season. even shut down Super Bowl legend James White. They did. James White, right after that pick, yeah, I think it was honestly. I think what happened right after that first pick, they were just like, "Okay, dude, not just not your day, you know," <laughs> and just they just put him down. Good, good for Sony. I, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, he's so good. Oh yeah, if you make a mistake, yeah, and like what we figured out that it was totally his Unless fault. Unless you're Brady, right? Obviously. Well, yeah, Brady's made mistakes all season, but he's also really old. <laughs> No, I I think that you can't play like you used to. Also, crafts little baby boy. Crafts, yeah, but I I definitely think I can understand people's frustration thinking to themselves like that any other matchup other than this one would have been like people's like oh this was a boring Super Bowl that's a little objective. The opinion of this was out of the four potential matchups the worst one. I think is pretty accurate. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. I think this was the worst potential match. Oh, 100%. Like, because would have really loved Saints-Patriots. Saints-Patriots, Saints-Chiefs, Chiefs-Saints, Chiefs-Rams. Would have been – any of those games would have been good. Yeah, and the Chiefs-Rams the Chiefs -Rams game would have been, would have been like, bigger – like, a bigger game mm -hmm. just because the Chiefs' defense can't do what the Patriots' defense did to them. I don't know. They would have had two weeks to prepare. Andy read the momentum. Yeah, but... Hold on. You know what? You, I'm, you, I'm just going to We know how this. well that works in the postseason. 
I'm, I'm, yeah, they decimated the Colts. Yeah, it worked. For, it worked that time, but it hasn't worked before that. I'm just going to say this. You know. If the Rams show up and play the way they played that that game, I don't give a damn that, okay, yeah, sure, the the Chiefs' defense doesn't have the scheming that the Patriots do. They still have the best pass rush in the they NFL. They still have a good pass rush. If the Rams show up and do that, the Rams get their asses kicked. Well, D Ford's a good boy. Like, like the Chiefs would have, the Chiefs would have blown waxed, up. absolutely waxed the Rams in that game. Like the most competitive matchup that we'd have seen in this Super Bowl would have been Saints Chiefs. Oh, 100 percent. I think so. Like, I still think Saints. I actually don't think Saints Patriots would have been very competitive. I think the Saints would have blown the Patriots. Yeah, out. I think the I think the Saints they can't they can't coach. Belichick can't coach what we talked about already. Belichick can't coach coach against Breeze the way he can against Goff. Exactly. There's nothing he's going to show Drew and Sean Payton. Nothing Belichick's going to come up with. They haven't figured. We made it very. I think we made it really interesting because of that. See if if Belichick can pound through that. They don't have the personnel. They they don't have the they don't have the athleticism on defense. Like they can't. They don't have a Jalen Smith who can run from sideline to sideline in five seconds. You know, Kamara's a little faster than Hightower, though. I know, but Hightower's still. Mm-hmm. If you get him, if you get Hightower, or if you get Kamara on the line of scrimmage, he can still muscle you down a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I still and think, Hightower got the muscle. I still think defensively, both NFC teams were built to kind of give the Patriots trouble because you can't run the ball on the Saints and you can't run the ball on the Rams because of Donald and Sue. And. The Patriots kind of morphed into a run-first football team this year, which is why they struggled so – that's why they struggled this game. Right. Like they couldn't run the football. Well, it's because – and a lot of that is honestly because Josh Gordon was gone. I, I do think – I do think that, that – They, they that, got slight. well, yeah, they got slightly better when he was there. It started to like well, – you, you kind of saw it like yeah, open up a saw little bit. Like, we only saw like like some of the early steps of that though. I think if, if Gordon was there the whole season – Going like going into the into the postseason and playing those postseason games, I think it would have morphed into much more right. than that. But no, I, they still gave him a ring, by the way, which is nice. Yeah. Well, no, he he was on the team. Yeah, he was technically um, on the team, but he was even though he was suspended. Yeah. But uh, you know, I definitely think the Saints would have been able to just kind of pull away from that game eventually because at some point, like Breeze is just going to start making the throws that Goff couldn't make. Right, and. You can read. You know you the Saints. The, the Saints actually have a two running back system, not a not a forced one. Um, the Chiefs Rams game. I just think the Rams went into this game like. I don't know. I think, like, I've been trying to say this for a while. Uh, McVay said he was numb after the game. I think he was like numb the entire game. That's the first time he's been in that situation, that pressure, and everything. If you look at the team. The only two, like two people that have been to the Super Bowl before, is Wade Phillips and Akeem Talib. Oh, Chris, oh my God, the why am I blank? The fucking other running back, Chris Anderson. Oh, C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Who? Well, yeah. So C.J. Anderson. But you know, you have that stuff going for you. You just weren't mentally mature, like mm-hmm. to be in that situation, and that's like you were saying, like. Why didn't they make the adjustments? Why couldn't McVay make the adjustment? He couldn't. He couldn't. 
figure out what was going ahead of him because he was under so much pressure mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. He couldn't, he couldn't, when he got into the locker room, he kind of like blanked and couldn't think of like, okay, what do I need to do? Because they couldn't remember like really what happened. Mm-hmm. Got punched in the mouth. Stunned. Punched in the mouth and couldn't figure out what to do. Yep, they got completely stunned. Um, I liked how uh, in the in the press room, McVay was getting interviewed. Uh, I forget which Patriots player it was. I walked up to him. Yeah, yeah. And then and, and McVay had some very nice words for him. It was very nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see any. He shook hands and said, I love you, appreciate you. You were amazing. Hmm. It, was, it was really nice. Brady had some nice words for Brandon Cooks as well. I mean, During the gigantic huddle. I, I, I still think that... Of reporters. I, I like I like that you brought that up because it McVeigh was the least experienced coach out of the four. Um he's half Belichick's age, essentially. I know. But I'm saying no, it's it's still a big deal. Experience like, means a lot. Right. And um yeah, I just think that and you know what? I don't think the Rams it was kind of you know remember what happened last year with the Vikings, remember how the Vikings won that game and then went up to Philly and just got their asses kicked. Yeah. The curse of winning games you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I really think there there's 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 a there's something that happens to teams when they win a game like that. There's something in the back of your mind that's telling you like, dude, you shouldn't have won that game. You shouldn't have won that game. I think, like, I think Vikings, they they won that game. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, the difference is like, yeah, they through an amazing feat, they won that game. But then the Vikings, what happened is they were so like enamored with that, and I was I was talk about that last Super Bowl with with or the NFC Championship game, I should say, between the Vikings and the Eagles, and I always say the Vikings heads in that game against the Eagles were forty. Nine percent in the past, fifty percent in the future because they had the shot of hosting the Super Bowl. One mm. percent was focused on the Eagles. Like Case Keenum even admitted he didn't sleep for like two days after the the playoff game against the Saints. Well, yeah, sure. Right, and then all of a sudden, like, oh man, we're one game away. We're one game away. The, the Eagles shouldn't have beat the Falcons. Like the Falcons should, the Falcons should have beaten them. Oh my God, we got one game, and then the, the Eagles were just like, "Uh, get out of our house, smack, mm-hmm. smack, mm-hmm. smack, smack." Yeah, like, like fuck you, we got a big dick Nick in right. the house. Yeah, they just put like a smacky smack smack. Like they just put the fa- put the hand there and went smacky smack smack. And I don't know. I just think the Rams were kind of just like, I don't know. They were just so in over their heads. Oh, someone forgot on the jubby. Um. Did you see that the Eagles are re-signing Nick Foles? <laughs> Big rumor Mistake. right now. They are signing him so they can trade him. Maybe, maybe that'd be the only thing I could think. They get something for him, or maybe they're going to sit Carson Wentz in December. No. <laughs> if he can get, a, if he can get first-round picks for Sam Bradford twice, he can get something for. You could definitely get a first-round pick for Nick Foles. Then, oh, hundred percent. I would. I would think so. I think my cat. Yes, cat. Cat is very loud. It's food's always. He, he's not. He's not having it. <laughs> it's, it's probably he wasn't. I, I know. I, I know. You were to try to pick him up and bring him to the mic and be like, "Hey, Smudge, what did you think of the Super Bowl?" He would have been like, "Bow." 
I've done it before. Done that. I've, I've gotten smudged oh, before. Hey, buddy. Maybe you can pick him up. Any no, sorry, he's already juked. Huh? Any other Super Bowl stuff you guys want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Um, Sonny Michelle was really dope. I I appreciate him a lot in that game. That kid has a really bright future. I really do like the fact that Belichick uh, took the time to uh, call up Kirby Smart. I think I brought this joke up already. Uh, that he called up Kirby Smart when Sony Michelle was in Georgia and said, hey, I want you to throw the ball to him a whole bunch to make <laughs> the entire league think that that's what he does and uh, that I'm never going to throw him the ball. <laughs> and Kirby Smart's like, all right. I think what? He, he was targeted, I think, like one or two times and yeah. he caught neither. Yes. <laughs> they never threw the ball to him, ever. Yeah, they tried in a Super Bowl. Had, how many targets did he have this year? They, they, I think they, I think they targeted him twice in the Super Bowl. He probably has many either. targets this entire year in the Patriot for the Patriots that he had in the college football playoff last year when they played Oklahoma and Alabama. Total, because he had a lot of targets in their in their college game against Oklahoma. Georgia did. It's very interesting. It's just so weird to me. Like he was a really good pass catcher in college. It was him and Nick Chubb. He had seven receptions on eleven targets. Oh my god. I that actually might be true. He literally <laughs> four catches in the two games he played, his two final games at Georgia, than he had this entire year for the Patriots. <laughs> that is insane to me. Like God, man. Like Why don't we just can we just like fire all of the coaches in the NFL? They all suck. They don't all suck. No, they don't all but suck. But God, sure. man, like they all are just some of them aren't even playing checkers. I just, well, I just Bill Belichick is like the coach is the arm. It, Bill Belichick is the guy who watches football like us and armchair quarterbacks or armchair coaches. Shit. Why don't more coaches do this shit? And then he's like, fuck, I am a coach. I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. And then nobody else does it. It's absolutely ridiculous. He is such a. He's just such a brilliant man. There's a lot of... You want to know what I think it is? This is a bigger picture, but I think there's a big pride issue with coaches in the NFL. Yeah. There's a... Especially one, I think, with my team. Oh, for sure. Where I think you become... Oh, you, especially. You become a head coach, and you think, like, I made it here. I got my ways. I'm going to win my way. And damn I think, it. I think Tomlin is like, a giant culprit of that, especially because... The Steelers, all of these years, have made it to like the playoffs pretty much based off of pure talent. And I think that gets to your head bad. Yeah, I think that's made Tomlin worse over the years. Like like he used to he used to be touted as like a players guy and his players are out of fucking control. And a lot of that I think has to do with his just a big fucking head. But that's what I'm saying. Like you It's a big head. You um you you just have this issue with coaches in the NFL that just they don't like adapting because they feel like I think a lot of coaches feel like if you adapt to what a team is doing to you it means that what you spent a week doing isn't working and you failed well that's fucking dumb fuck people that do that it is dumb it's it's do you not like that's just it's just such a stupid way to look you at it you got red fix it yeah that's what it is that's all that is mm-hmm. you got red fix it change change it up if you, if you practice are... this entire week with just saying, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do, and you never made up the contingency plan of, okay, well, what if it doesn't work? You're a moron. 
Right. Because chances are it may not work. Like, there's a lot of really smart people in the NFL. There's a lot of really good players. Like, you need to have backup plans. Apparently, the Rams just did Rams didn't even have, like, a plan. <laughs> like, the Rams were just like, oh, we're just going to go out there, and Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson are just going to run. No. Jared Goff's going to be able to get to his third read and not panic under pressure. No. Defense had a good plan. Defense had the best plan. Defense had a great plan, but it was pretty much just like Sue Donald get home, get home to Brady. And even if you don't get there, you're probably going to get there fast enough that it's going to alter his throw. Mm-hmm. And it so. did a lot of the time. It yeah, was really good. And Julian Edelman just just not happy one year anniversary. Fuck off! <laughs> I hate you. I know what you're gonna say next. What am I gonna say next? I actually didn't have anything to say next. You're just saying happy one-year anniversary. Hi. Today's the one-year anniversary of the Philly special. I got a notification for it. Oh, no shit. Really? I wasn't actually going to say That's the thing that happened in the Super Bowl. It's the next Super Bowl, so it's yeah, one-year anniversary of Philly a, special? Yeah, it's not, it's not a one-year anniversary of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. It's a one-year anniversary of the Philly special. Oh, that happened? Like, that you got it. that notification today? Yes. Like, wow. sh- shut the fuck up. That is, that is something yeah. else, Bleacher Report. Shut up. Give us money. Give us money. Sponsor us. No, I was going to say, uh, this is not technically to the day, but this is our first time ever recording. Tomorrow will be the one-year anniversary of the first time we ever sat down and recorded. Yep. And speaking of that, that's a thing that was never released, okay? And It was never released. It was never released. And I've that never will listened be up. to it. Oh, you haven't? It I listened cool. to it. it was I, good. Wasn't, I wasn't there for that. I actually enjoyed it. You weren't there for it? No, I didn't join until like the second or third episode. Yeah, it was just uh, us three. Me, you, and Corey. Oh, that's right. It must have been so much better. What oh, damn. the fuck? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> man. man, Matt, Matt. Matt knows how to use his props, man. <laughs> he just pushed his boom. Stand. Oh yeah, when we get our cams, that's gonna be Matt's trademark. Hey Matt, <laughs> push the, the mic away. When you get, get the new the boom stands, doesn't happen. You're not gonna have as much fun. Oh, that's, that's I, I'll hard. just loosen it so you, you, it does. You, you, you could, you could kind of see. You kind of push it, but it's not that great. He's gonna walk up to the camera so he can push the camera away. <laughs> like it's paparazzi. Oh my god. We'll get there someday, lads. But yeah, happy one year, technically one year anniversary of Fat Pod. Um, You guys didn't know that yet. But that episode will be posted to Patreon next week. And if you want to listen to it, how would they listen to it, Matt? Well, I want to go over some stuff. Oh, damn it. Oh, no. This is our own. We still got a lot of time in this episode. Yeah, we got got some stuff to talk about still. I just figured we'd bring it up since you talked about it. We just get some off-season itinerary. Uh, We're each going to draft eight teams. Are we drafting now? No. No, no, we don't have that set up yet. Oh. None of this is set up, Dave. Probably we could, we could probably do it next week. Yeah. No, next week is our the fad the fatty yeah. awards. Yeah, and that won't take too long, so we'll do it. We'll I do could take a long time. I want to make it a thing. I'm gonna I'm yeah, I might go like a little <laughs> off on that. I think what we should do is we should probably we should do the Fat Rodgers as a Twitter series. No, we should do it in an episode. I think we should do it as a Twitter series to help kickstart our social media. Because we, we were gonna, could we were do both. About, we were talking about. Uh, Here, here's what we're here's. That golden. Oh, we should do that anyway. As now, yeah, now yeah. how as we're talking about building our show on the show, here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna do the Fad Roger, Fad Rogies next week in the episode, and then Justin, you're gonna actually have to edit and 
clip them into audio files that we can upload into Twitter as we go throughout the week and post our awards with our voice clips from the episode. Are we are we get, are we each making up our own awards? Yes. Dude, I might. Oh, we get to make. Wait, wait. We're making up our own awards. Dude, I might do like twenty. Yeah. We get the pussy of the year award. There's so many things we could do. We're gonna hash all this out like, like via like our group chat and shit like after the episode. But yeah, no, I planned on all of us just like kind of coming up with our own awards, talking about it, making our categories, making a list, nominating. I already have like ten, (laughs) and they're all mean. They're all just like good. Me, just like something that ticks me off. Because when Justin edits and we get the sound clips together and we put them up on Twitter, I will at the people we give awards to. Don't. They're all gonna hate (laughs) me. They're going to be like, wow. Twitter like, beef is how you gain followers, though. Man. He's going to distort our voices. Like, like, <laughs> like, little preview. I literally drafted up a award called Boy of the Year. I'm not even kidding. Boy of the Year. Boy of the, who's the goodest boy of the year? Quentin That's Nelson. Seriously. Shut up. <laughs> he's going to give every award to Quentin Nelson. Every single one I give out is going to be to Quentin Nelson. No, no, it's going to be. Everything. All of my awards are just going to be me making fun of Cleveland. Jesus. All mine are gonna be. I'm gonna have to defend. We'll, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. We'll hash that out outside of it. Uh, there's a couple more things I'd like to talk about. Um, oh, Corey how about? Has a list. Oh, yeah, wait, what's oh the, yeah, yeah. Go through the rest the... of your list. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I just keep getting forgot about this episode. It's okay. It's you didn't watch Super Bowl. It's punishment. Yeah, but, yeah that's what you get for Taco. We're gonna have eight teams and do our free agency draft and team reports on those eight teams. Uh, We're going to actually do it beforehand and not at the end of an episode <laughs> and just fly. We actually have structure this year, guys. Fad Pod Year 2 has yeah. got some shit going. We're each going to draft eight teams and do our free agency draft and team reports on those eight teams. We will still be responsible for bringing up news about those eight teams over the off season. It uh, kind of spreads the responsibility out a little bit. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will still be doing our free agency prediction that we did last year. Uh, we'll recap the combine, we'll talk about free agencies, you know, draft prediction and mock drafts. We'll talk about the draft. I don't know about doing a, a live uh, recording of the draft this year. That was fun, though. It was it, just a meme. It was, it was fun, but there was so much dead. It was our, okay. It was our most probably our most hilarious episode. It was also our worst episode. <laughs> That's why I want to happen. That's why I want it and to happen. I again. could heavily edit it. And this it. is a year. It, well, one, we could heavily edit it. And two, this is a year of podcasting experience in. We were we were young babs back then. Remember Dome almost gave out my address? You're right. He was ordering <laughs> a pizza. And he's just like, oh, I need it delivered to butt, 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 pizza. I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 uh, Then we'll be getting into training camp recaps. Uh we're going to do a 2018 first-round redraft, which should be fun. Ooh. Uh, season predictions, including records like we did last season and, and including postseason. And next week is our own award show, the Fat Rogies. The Fat and That's going to be a wonderful shit show, and I'm very excited oh, about we're it. We're going to have some fun next week. So, yeah, anyway, a couple more things I want to bring up about the Super Bowl before we I don't know, fuck around and close the show. There's a lot of people going around, especially as I've seen a lower bleacher report because they're fucking weird. Uh, a lot of people saying, man, people who hired coaches on the McVay tree got to be sweating right now. You know who's and, really got to be sweating? The Bengals, who have now the Rams quarterback coach. No, why? 
Did you see Jared Goff play? And now he's got Andy Dalton. Sure. Is that as long as nobody? I'm uh, sure he'll be there for the next 15 years. Is that years entire so. thing on his shoulders? As long as nobody hired their offensive line coach. Uh, I don't well, think that happened. Hopefully right. not. Like, do, do you put that entire thing on McVay's shoulders? A uh, decent amount of it, but possibly because he kept Goff in the box. All right, so what? What the worst thing? Let's say, all right, the coach takes 100% off of McVay, right, which is completely untrue. But let's say, because that's what people are suggesting, right? He lost the Super Bowl, so I guess everybody was hired under must be bad, right? Right? So let, let's take that 100% off of McVay. Man, they, those coaches are going to have a lot of fucking winning seasons, aren't they? Like, what is, what are you talking winning about? Winning seasons are okay. Winning seasons boost your franchise. Can, can the episode title be, what's in the box, Sean? <laughs> I'm down for that. All, All right. right. Seven. There's seven in the box. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Off, I can't tell you. <laughs> I just, I want to, I wonder like half in my mind, McVeigh watching the defense come up. After the mics cut off like they normally do, watching the defense come up and saying, "All right, I see what's going on here." Goff make this read, this read, this read, and then Goff doesn't make any of those reads, and McVeigh in the back of his mind is just gotta be, like, oh, gotta, t- gotta tell him, gotta, gotta make the box a little bigger. Gotta make the box a little bigger. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put, help him. Out. I gotta put wait, an extra compartment no, in wait, the box. What I can actually do, give me some playing cards, and I'll and I'll teach him signals with the cards, and I'll hold him up. So he's just gotta look to the side before he snaps the ball. Can you imagine if Sean McVeigh had a quarterback that like didn't need that? And Sean McVay could just – maybe he can't. Maybe Sean McVay has to have that level of control. Why? I don't know. Some coaches do. Some coaches like to be that hands-on. Well, let's say he doesn't. Imagine if he, Imagine if Drew Brees was Sean McVay's quarterback. Even, even then, I see – Yeah, so, yeah, exactly what Corey just said, like micromanaging. Yeah. I don't know, though. Like, even then, like, look at somebody like Aaron Rodgers who does that, but then he wants somebody like that as his coach. Apparently, that's what he has now. Apparently that's what he likes about Matt LaFleur, yeah, even though like the, the Titans' offense was bad. Not necessarily. But we'll, we could, I mean, they were we can, they we were ranked. That they out. were ranked poorly. I forget who Derrick Henry is. Yeah, that that was the problem. That was honestly biggest issue with the Titans' offense most of the season. What do you think about giving the ball to Aaron? I get we give the ball to Aaron every play. No, the other Aaron. Who? <laughs> I mean, I'm worried about that. But I mean, they did that before that though. Right, right, and it was bad. <laughs> Until and then they, they started giving it. ball to Aaron Jones, and the games got a lot closer. It was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he had the highest rushing average in the NFL for a while. How much time are we at? No, he still had it. Did he still have by it? point one? Oh no, he okay. I, I was just talking about like the Packers as a team. No, his average, no, his rushing average was he the still highest. has the highest average. Yeah, by point one. Fuck it, let's do our draft. I don't want to do the draft. I want to do the draft. I'm now. so tired. <laughs> We're only an hour seventeen. It's not going to take us very long to do it. We, we need to cover like another twenty minutes. We're going to we, draft. Wait, we're redrafting. No, no, no. We're no. drafting our teams for preseason. Oh, hell right, okay, me, uh, yeah. Sure. Let me get one thing. Get the out my draft pick. order is determined by our pickums rank. Which so Corey gets first pick, and then Justin, then me, then you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so we each pick a team. Yeah. I and assume that, we're all. This will be the. I'm going to need to. I'm not picking the Packers. Why You're not you? picking the Packers. Oh. You don't want to report as a, as a team. I want like it's my first pick, not the Packers. Are we just gonna assume we're all gonna get our teams anyway? Well, and yeah, just so I would assume we all get our teams. Yeah. I mean, that's fine with that. We could do that. Okay. Uh, I was pro- I was thinking about not just picking the Packers at all, making one of you guys say something about it. But 
I'm going to do the Raiders. That'll be amazing. Huh? There's going to be so much going on with the Raiders All right, this offseason. Yeah, sure. you know, that's because you're you're a big draft guy. That's perfect for you. I enjoy you having oh the Raiders. Oh my god, speaking of the Raiders, do you see the shit that apparently they want to play their games in San Francisco this year, and the 49ers are like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and they're playing in another baseball field. <laughs> oh, my God. What a shit show. God. The, the, another season of the Raiders. The Las Vegas, game. Oakland, Francisco Raiders. Jesus the, Christ. The, the fucking, God, I can't wait for another fucking season of just complete asshole turf for people to play on. Asshole turf. I think asshole turf. I think Justin's next. Justin is next. I want the Ravens. Fuck. Kuiper. I just want to talk about them trading Joe Flacco. So this is my first team I get to talk about. Yeah. Outside of the Steelers. Yeah. You don't have to talk about them first. But... Right. Browns. <laughs> Fuck no no why yep. did you let him do it? Yep. I'm doing the Browns. I'm so mad. Yay! Yay! I love it. I'm glad I finished above Matt. <laughs> Woo! I wanted to take them so bad. Nope! Who, I'm doing them. Who I'm going to counter everything. I know when you're going to talk about the Browns, I'll just counter everything you say. I'm going to be reporting on them. <laughs> who would have who thought your actions had consequences, Matt? You shouldn't have taken all those uh, risky biscuits. <laughs> Yeah, but if I had the biscuit, I could have gone first. <laughs> if that biscuit would have come out of the oven fresh. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Give me the Seahawks. Matt's a stale biscuit. <laughs> what the fuck? You got your second favorite team. Yeah, whatever. All right, well, who, do, who do you want? Uh, let's do the 49ers. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a, that, that that's would be, be a fun, fun one to do. It's like, man, teams can be much better with Jimmy Garoppolo there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me the Colts. Shocked. <laughs> um, You're going to tell us about what Quentin Nelson does in the offseason? I actually absolutely am. That's going to be half of it. <laughs> I'll do the Bears. I'm just get all the teams with my – all the love affair team. Well, not the Browns, but, like, the teams I really liked this year I want to cover. I did not like the Ravens this year. I'm covering them anyway. I'm picking the teams I liked. Makes it easier for me. I'm sure it does. Except for the Browns, because I like to hate them. I don't no, hate them. I just... I just hate their fans. It's fucking Steve Harvey. I'm not doing the Bengals again, because, like, man, I did them last year. I fucking just dogged on them the whole time. It was really funny. Well, but... they're easy to dog on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, give me the team I want to, the team I low key want to root for, the Panthers. They have no I, I gave, I gave them. I gave them all the support in the world. And then they can we just fucked say, it. Let me, you know what? Just in hindsight, I just want to say, you know, all of our teams had some bad things happen. You know, none of our teams started six and one and finished six and ten. That team went through the ultimate suffering. So, like, I'm, I'm at the very least, we should all be thankful we're not Panthers. Fans. I don't think <laughs> because wow. Honestly, looking back on it, I don't think there's like. Anything worse? Wow! I don't think there was anything worse. They than didn't win. Your football they, team. they they went into Heinz Field that Thursday night, lost fifty-two to twenty-one, and never won again. They didn't win a game after that. They that started their like eight to nine game losing streak. Yep, that is insanity. And every week, I just got back on the mic. Well, that's okay. They can win another one. They can win this time. I got. I'm gonna take my man crush Barkley. Giants. All right. Because I got San Francisco, I might as well take the Giants. 
Okay. I like that, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I gotta start thinking. Give me the Cowboys. You Fuck. son of a bitch! Fuck! God damn! I was gonna say the Cowboys next. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> this is ah, mad, dude. Uh, you know what? Angry, you're my boy. I'm gonna do the Bills. <laughs> I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow future Hall of Fame quarterback Josh Allen. <laughs> he's gonna finish his. He's gonna finish his career with as many incompletions as completions. If that's what it takes. And nothing but 60 yard he touchdowns. He challenged Mahomes to a throw off. Did he? Yeah, he's like, oh my he, god, he, I'd he pay. Like, on, he on Twitter, he's like, hey Mahomes, let's. Uh, you want to see who can throw the ball the furthest? And then Mahomes, Mahomes like quote tweeted replied, yeah, who are we getting to sponsor this? So I hope it happens. Oh my god, I'd pay I to see that. I would have laughed if Mahomes was like, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> okay, me again. I have three teams that begin with the letter B. Weird. The buzz. The buzz. I, I got two C's. Um, I'm a Steeler fan. I had to go with three go, B's. You gotta go Broncos next. Broncos. Man, it's one B next year. One B. Nah, man. Le'Veon's playing the long game. I hope so. <laughs> I if that theory I put that what was that last week I said yeah that was last shit? week dude if that ends up happening I'm gonna faint. <laughs> I think I'd actually be pissed if it happened. Thanks for filling all this dead air while I think about teams I like and dislike. We're we're we're, we're good at this. Let me tell you. Pick a team you dislike. I did. Yeah. Same. Do you think I like the Cowboys? Give me the Chargers. Ooh, big dislike. Big dislike. Do 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 I'm gonna go Detroit. Of course, your other favorite team. You still crushing on Matt Stafford. Stafford? Still crushing on Stafford. I I dig it. Bad year. Bad year. Bad year. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Bad year. Bad year. Good career. You guys ready for a bunch of pit jokes? Give me the Bucks. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're that's yes. another B team. You you're good for the pit jokes. Oh yeah, I they're, got them covered. They're your, uh, they're pit. You know what? Speaking of pits, give me the Jaguars. I'm, li I'm living. <laughs> you in have that to pit. live your. Means. I'm living in that pit for the rest <laughs> of my life. I have not recovered from that. You, I don't think you ever will. Really. I never will. Man, I put them at number one. <laughs> they, were, they were three and one. They just fucking whipped the shit out of the Patriots. Kicked their ass. I was like, damn, this that team's gonna. This Super team's Bowl. gonna be. It was. <laughs> it was their Super Bowl for the next like ten years. Oh my God! Okay. Um, if the Jaguars get like Derek Carr, I think that'd be really interesting. Mm -hmm. They trade for Derek you get Carr. Joe Flacco, they think they'd be fine. Get, I'd take Carr over Flacco. He's younger. If, if Carr's available, actually, he will be. I want the Tennessee Titans. Well, for you, for your uh, represent your buddy. It's your friend uh, Katoy. No, Katoy is a Cowboys fan. Rovnak. Rovnak. That's a Titans fan. That's yeah. it. He's gonna be fact checking you. I hope so. I'd say the other New York team. Instead of the Jets. New York. J-E-T-S. It's all Jets. about what Corey knows in New York. I don't know the lyrics to fit the words. I also love Angry. Give me the Eagles. Mm. All right. Oh, it's me next. Yep. I will. I actually thought about picking the Broncos, but I don't want to do the Broncos. <laughs> 
just just to take all the B teams. But then I'd have to do the Bengals too, and I don't want to do that. Well, you can you can take J teams because the Giants would be the BJs. But I got the Jets now. So well, he he doesn't the have BJ. to have. <laughs> he doesn't have to have. I have the Steelers. Yeah, so BJs. That's that's my take the take the Jadolphins. The Jadolphins. Wait, the wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The who? Jadolphin. No. The who? The who? The who? Who are the dolphins? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who are the dolphins? Ah, <laughs> oh, none of you understand that joke. That's literally a joke for the four of us. Anyway. <laughs> well, they would. We might have half a... Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I've been talking about the Colts for like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last eight yeah. weeks. Uh, let's... That joke died. Uh, let the joke die. I will do the... Oh, this is actually kind of tough. Like, we're past all the teams we care about. Yeah, now. we're past all the teams I care about. I wanted the Cowboys so bad. <laughs> God, I'm so mad. Um, I'll take the Rams. I'll take the Rams. Can we trade? What? Why? <laughs> what? Who do you want to trade? Trade you the Cowboys, dude. For who? I don't know. I'm just messing around. Right. <laughs> nah, you, you drafted them. You can have them. No, I'll take them. <laughs> Uh, one team I actually like on this list. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Uh, I like three of the teams on my list. I, I like a lot of the teams on my list, too. I, I got soft spots for all of them. And then the Chargers are even the team I like in the AFC West the most other than the Chiefs. So. Well, because you can rely on Phillip Rivers to do Phillip Rivers things. Goosing them. I can't wait to give the goose report. Goose the report. goose <laughs> report. <laughs> um, okay, I, I'm going through... It's just teams I don't care about. It's, I can't say that. I don't care about teams. You didn't hear that podcast. I said that really quietly. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals. Son of a bitch. I was going to do Cardinals. I was going to do the Cardinals too. Dang it. Dang it. Do the Falcons. No. no. Please. That's who I thought he was going to take. I already have the Panthers. I'm trying to not take multiple. Well, I already took the Chargers, I guess. I have the Chargers and Chiefs from the AFC West. I was trying to not take too many teams from the same division. Yeah, I'm trying to do that too. I'll take the Texans. Ooh, nice. Talk about how they're going to go like 0-5 next year again and then go 11-5. and Talk about DeAndre's hands versus Michael Thomas's hands. That's a tough argument. I'll take the Titans. I already Titans took the Titans. Oh, you took the Titans? I thought yeah. you didn't take the Titans. I took the Titans. Oh, my bad. Okay, I will go with my second option then. Give me the Falcons. All right, he has the Falcons. I it's, wanted it's Corey to done. do the Falcons. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> do you not want me to do a report on them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just forget about the ex- their existence. Just be like, uh, yep, so, uh... <laughs> Matt Ryan sucked a dick this week. <laughs> <laughs> That brings it to that brings the dick counter to ninety two thousand. Damn, that's a lot of dicks. Olio dropped another pass in practice this week. We'll up, whip out the chalkboard, race what's on it, and start writing Julio drops again, lads. <laughs> Hopefully, I have room on I it next want, to Matt Ryan sucking dick. I want to get a whiteboard. I want us to go out and buy I a want, whiteboard. I want to get an actual. Uh, probably not an actual whiteboard. Probably get like. I could probably get like a smaller whiteboard. Yeah, just like a twenty-four by thirty-six thing we can hang up. I'm down for that. You can get it for like twenty bucks. Well, you should do it. Go to Office Max or some shit. <laughs> <You have> to <laughs> go to go to Office Max. I'll do the Redskins. 
Now you're the Damn B it. juniors. I wrote at the bottom of my list the Redskins <laughs> were going to be the last team picked. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, because I wanted to, like, called it. <laughs> the B nice juniors. Try. That was close. All right. <laughs> I'm laughing at my bad humor. <laughs> Go do the Bronky boys. No, I'm not. I'm not doing three teams in the AFC West. I'll take the Vikings. Oh, you should just shit on Kirk Cousins every week. Oh, it's gonna be. Fun. That's what you want to do. I can't wait to do it because I was doing hear? it all season. He got interviewed at the Super Bowl thing, and they were like, "What do you need to improve?" I was like, "Man." Got to get better in crunch time. No shit, Kirk. Like, <laughs> at least he knows. You ask Goff what his problems are, and he'd be like, "McVeigh, what are my problems?" <laughs> <laughs> Coach, Coach, help! <laughs> I imagine every, like when he, he's sitting there in like the press room, right? When they were when they were really interviewing him, and but the entire thing, like only thing was going through his mind, like deer in the headlight shit. Do, he's like, "Where's Coach? Does where's does, Coach? Where's does, Dad? Does, Dad? Does Goff Dad? does Goff call McVeigh and help him wipe?" <laughs> I can't read the I can't read the roll. It's up instead of down. <laughs> that was rude. That was I just said that. that was really I'm never bad. gonna get a job in television or radio. There's no nah, way. Nah, whatever. You said McVeigh wipes Goff's ass. It's true. I yeah, I did. I did just Man, say that. If Skip Bayless got a job, <laughs> yeah, Skip Bayless has a job. Patriot. Stephen A. Smith has a job. Oh, okay. Oh, this is our eighth team. That. So there's not many teams left. There are three teams left. There are three teams left. Who are they? <laughs> Which of these three teams that we know are you taking, Justin? Uh, only any of them. I know who it is. Broncos, Bengals, uh, Dolphins. It's J-Dolphins to you, and I'll take them. <laughs> I was hoping I'd get the ready, J-Dolphins I'm ready to get last. down. J-Dolphins. Well... Do you want to do all the AFC North, or am I getting stuck with Andy Dalton? <laughs> Man, it really is like that. Like, I, it's, I, if I pick the Bengals, I'm doing three AFC North teams, and you're doing three AFC West teams. Mm-hmm. They really do be like that. They really do be <laughs> like that. Nah, we'll, we'll switch. I'll do the Broncos. I guess I got the Bengals. Well, I'll do the Broncos. So... There we go. It's locked in. These are who we have to talk about in the in the off season. Surprise, the got... report. When we do Jubby reports, you just throw it to us. We did that last year. Yeah, that's what Surprise, we'll do. I got the Patriots. Like they lasted that long. I what's to talk about? They're good. They're gonna do the same thing they always do. We're like, oh man, this doesn't look like a very good team, and then they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Don't they actually <laughs> have a lot of draft picks? They have like ten or twelve, but they don't draft very well. They, they drafted Sonny... really well last year. They got Sonny Michelle and that offensive lineman that. Filled in for their letting go of their left tackle that's been their centerpiece for how long, and then they let up one sack. Well, and the they need to post-season. get a wide receiver, and well, well, I don't know. You'll they, tell us. Belichick tell can't. Us. Belichick can't draft receivers. He's bad at it. That's why he always trades for him. That's right. He trades for him. He doesn't know how to scout wide receiver because he doesn't care. He's just yeah, like I just, I don't he doesn't he care. Cares, yeah. Who gives a fuck about Brady? <laughs> yeah. All right, so these are our teams. We are locked in. That's right. Do a quick run run through. through to, who do you got? All right, I got them all listed out. So I have the Raiders, the 49ers, the Giants, the Lions, the Jets, the Texans, the Patriots, and the Saints. 
Justin got the Ravens, the Colts, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Falcons, the Dolphins, and the Packers. The Dolphins. Kuiper has the Browns, the Bears, the Bills, the Jags, the Rams, the Redskins, the Broncos, and the Steelers. The Browns, the Bears, the Jags. The Browns, the Bears, the Jags. Uh, Matt has the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Chargers, the Titans, the Cardinals, the Vikings, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. Why are you laughing? I'm so happy I have the Browns. <laughs> no! I'm so happy! Man, I, I really can't wait for all they of us gonna, to give those out. They were my out. first pick. I, I just wanted them because, like, I owe it to our good Patreon, Ben. I don't to know stay, shit. To stay the defender of justice. I think the Browns. Even really when you good. talk, I'm gonna. May, I might even do the Browns on the side. So when you forget to talk about, them, oh, I'll talk stop. about. Them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna forget about anything. I'm just gonna recite, tell it like it is. How they're gonna win the division next year because everybody else is in shambles. I'd say the Ravens are in shambles. Hell, I wouldn't even say. I. I, I wouldn't say the Ravens or the Steelers. The Bengals are definitely in shambles. The Steelers, Steelers are. Have- the Steelers are still just gonna be like that mediocre. Like they're gonna go eight and eight or nine and seven and toy with my heart. They're going to do that bullshit for the next, like, six years. So I'm really excited for all that to happen. When those when those pro-season episodes go up, Matt, where would you find them? At podcast services around you, like podcast.com, the Apple iPod app store, the Google Apple Play, one day Spotify, one day the YouTube, or on Patreon. Spotify application should be going in next week. Oh, dude, I can't wait to listen to us on Spotify that I use. Yeah, you can do it on there. Spotify's got a really nice podcast thing going on for it now. Anything, gonna, do, do they have analytics that work? I hope so. Probably. <laughs> I just want to know our analytics and no one tells us. It's hard when you're, you're a small boy, you know what I mean? When you're one of those little small boys. I know, but we've been getting bigger and I want to see the progress. Right. Then, you will find us on that. When you're done with that, you go on your social means, right? Social means. You go to the the better social media app, Twitter. Twitter! Follow us, at F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Oh, man, I just came. I did. <gasps> Speaking of social media, this just popped in my mind. We should make a fad pod Instagram. That would be a lot of fun, and, and we should. just occasionally take pictures while we're recording and shit. Or just whatever to help social media presence, which is our big, that's the big 2019 push. Yep, big 2019 push is social media presence. We're going to make ourselves known. We start all, all the beef so people got to see what we're about. I don't think we're very good at beef. I think that's Corey's, all we've eaten I think for a Corey, year, jo- Justin. I don't even think it's that big of a secret, but I think Corey's really good at beef. He's really good. That's why we can start some good beef. Fucking find someone we don't like. Matt Ryan, we imagine if we have social media presence and we do another Matt Ryan petition. I think if we throw Corey in a crock pot and turn on the to to medium heat, he'll get he'll produce some good beef. Beef stroganoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then when you're done following us on Twitter, when there's a bunch of fun shenanigans, Corey posts really good memes and shit, and uh, we'll, we'll do some other stuff on there too. Like when when we do our awards, I will be making images for them, and that'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, boy. Those will go up what? on the Twitter. When we get video recording, we should have an episode where it's me and Nathan's brother, and we'll just start arguing, and it'll eventually devolve into a fist fight. <laughs> I and believe it. It goes up on YouTube and get demonetized quick. 
not like we'll get monetization. It's literally impossible now. Yeah, it's pretty much impossible. We Still probably going to start uploading episodes to YouTube, including our entire back catalog. Well, it's just, we should. What? Just, and more boys. Stop. It'll just Stop. be an audio file with the logo on it. Why didn't you tell me? Okay, I, okay. first of all, I've been working all day. I haven't been on Twitter. Why didn't you tell me that Michael Thomas tweeted, y'all better score more than three points in that new stadium? <laughs> wow. That's like tweet of the year, man. And it's February. Oh, I, I loved it. Holy cow. That is some shade and a half. That's like, that ain't even shade. That's like a pitch black room mm. <laughs> that Michael Thomas threw at them. Holy crap. That's amazing. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue the anyway, telling go, them where they are. Go to the are. inferior platform that we don't update. We literally stopped updating it. Facebook. And Kuiper, you, can, you need to update it. You, you can search for football after dark. Or I, I was just told we stopped. <laughs> I, was, I just pulled it up on my phone right now to update it. We're, we're, oh, don't stop. No. <laughs> I understand nobody opens their Facebook app anymore unless they're like over 50. Yeah, but we can get the old people crowd with Facebook. That's how we, we need. Kuiper, you need I to update I feel like old people would hate this show. Days. On Facebook. I feel like anybody over... I like, don't even care if it's just hello. <laughs> I feel like anybody over like 35 would hate this show. Not true. Yeah, I, I mean, you might be right. I don't know. I, that's not a feeling. That means it's a correct feeling. Happen. Bill Belichick would love this show. <laughs> you motherfuckers better like and subscribe on podcast shit. You know what I mean? Just get on in there. Give us them ratings and thumbs up see, that everyone that, tells see you See that stars? If you go hit that four, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing four stars, okay? Our average is four stars right now. I want That's probably pretty good. As it's pretty good. But I want to know who the fuck didn't give us five stars. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. I want to know... I want to know, like, if we. I want to know if someone out there gave us like a one star. Like, someone listened to us for a couple minutes. Was like, "Fuck these people." I'm <laughs> during one fighting. of my intros that I work so hard on. <laughs> like, what even is the show? One star. <laughs> this is football after dark. Why are they talking about writing books? <laughs> Why are they working on a farm today? I don't understand what's going on. Why are they old Nordic now? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> One star. Anyway, I've been desensitized from Twitter for a bit because last night I saw a video of a, a literal penis smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>